hair ain't gonna wash itself. Yo, and welcome to High Jinx, the place where we make the necessary unnecessary. I am Joe, one of four people involved in today's show. Joined today by everybody. We got Noah, we got Curtis, we got Ezra. Fellas, sports overload. What's the priorities right now? We got NFL, we got NBA regular season opening up. You guys want to talk about college football for some reason? Ezra and I are in a civil war for baseball with the Padres <laughs> versus the Phillies. Where's your heads at? Where's your sports priorities right now? I mean, I'm just I enjoying right now, watching Ezra and you fight over baseball. This is fun. <laughs> it's more I enjoyable mean, I, than yeah. actually having your team in it, you know, just watching other people. That's right. Yeah. I, I think obviously it's playoff baseball, right? Playoff baseball has to be the, that has to be your biggest, you know, your biggest priority at this point, especially if, if your team's in it. And given the fact that both the Padres and the Phillies haven't been to this point in 15 years, you know, and have never once met each other in the playoffs, this is the most important playoff series of all time. MLB <laughs> is a totally the most important of, of all time, clearly, yes. Not just this season or this decade, but the history of baseball, the abbreviated, very short history of baseball. Uh, I, I think that's an acceptable answer. MLB, I'm, I'm intoxicated. Yeah. It's been 10 years since my team was in it. Baseball is a very local sport. If your team is not in it, most people do not want to watch football. Anyone, you know, can be playing as Amazon is testing us right now. <laughs> Who can we throw out there and people won't watch? We're still getting 10 million, no matter what, throwing the bears and whoever out there. But I think baseball, when it's your team, it's, it's kind of the best playoff sport because it's every day it's several hours and uh, just kind of grips you. So you mean Denver Bronco fans? aren't the only ones tuning in for the seven primetime games they've had through six weeks of football somehow. <laughs> I, I just started hate watching all, all the Broncos games. I'm like, this is so boring. I can't believe I'm doing this. I, it's like I'm using it as a tool to start questioning my life choices. Yeah. Well, you know, the sad thing was the game started off with the Broncos finally looking like, okay, they figured it out. Right. I mean, Wilson threw for what, 130 yards in the first quarter. But, but let's know. check in with Noah. I mean, so Noah is a Broncos fan. Okay. Where are your sports priorities are? Is it hate watching the Broncos or? Uh, definitely hating it. Yeah. Like Ezra said, that first drive was just a tease because it did look good. And then the rest of the game, he looked like the same garbage Russ he's been. So yeah, that's uh, not, not the focus for me. The Mavs have their first regular season game tonight. So my focus that's my number one team in, in all the sports so that i'm excited unfortunately it's a, a late game so good chance i'll fall asleep in the first quarter but <laughs> looking forward to to the nba tipping off lucas so, scores six points and you call it a night you know you're like, so right. noah noah for psychotic betting reasons uh do you remember the magical dallas maverick season in 2011 so good right yeah oh, championship yeah. right yeah do you yeah. remember who we beat? Yeah, yeah. In the final? It was Miami, right? Yeah, Miami. Miami. Do you remember who we opened the season with next year? It was Miami. Who we opened with the following season? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And Miami beat us by 42 points. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, so where you're going with that. But. I'm saying that we embarrassed the entire city of Phoenix. So you think they're going to whip our ass? 
And I'm saying that that team, as dysfunctional as they are, DeAndre Ayton doesn't speak to the coach. And, you know, there's all kinds of, I believe uh, Jameis Crowder is demanding a trade and, and all kinds of chaos. But, uh, yeah, they're probably going to win by 30 tonight. Uh, yeah, I haven't folks, looked at any basketball. These are betting though. trends you're not going to find anywhere else. Curtis is scratching yeah. out 10 years ago. <laughs> the Mavs beat yeah. deep, and then deep. they opened against them in the regular season. And I'm bringing, I'm bringing in four seasons of basketball into play right here. Yeah, and and, and I, I'm personally betting. Roster, I'm, I'm in probably on probably entire rosters of players that aren't even in the league anymore. <laughs> Yeah, the connection between those two <laughs> points is, I mean, I think Udonis Haslam is still around, right? Isn't he a player right. coach or something? Yeah, I, I, Curtis probably has a third bedroom somewhere in his house that has like one of those walls with like yarn drawn between. The <laughs> <laughs> it's like TVs on every wall and yarn connecting the previous the Peppy period. Silver Room. Baseball cards. Yeah, right. Generations talking to each other. Uh, love it. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, the Mavericks as well, but um, football's the, the the heroine, right? It's, it's, it takes precedent over everything, and uh, uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. No matter what's going on, if it's World Cup, we got this winner that's going to try to compete with football in America. That's going to be fun and Man, cute. So, that's, uh, be- uh, that, that's a good storyline, actually, because I'm, it is. I'm definitely in on the World Cup. I mean, that, that kind of takes yeah, I think Yeah, I think we're going to have to talk about that as we get closer to it, because that's going to be a bonkers. You think about that stretch through the holidays with all the holiday games. Kids are out of school. You're going to have bowl games starting. It's going to be... I don't, and that's the whole thing. This is like sports overload for some reason. I don't know why it feels like so much more concentrated this year than it's ever been before. But it's like, you know, I don't even have enough TVs in my house. We, <laughs> we need to get a new house. New house. More. <laughs> no, TVs. we had like TVs going. Charlie and I each had different ball games going on our phones. We had a third one with a Bluetooth speaker to a radio broadcast. I mean, it was, you know, while we're trying to play golf, which explains my score. So it's definitely the you add the baseball postseason where you're not just casually watching, but you're watching like every pitch. Yes, yeah, because October is always the best sports month. March, close second. March, pretty good. NCAA tournament, you know, baseball about to open up, all this stuff. But October is clearly, clearly the king. I will say yeah. with the playoffs the playoff baseball, you, you can really get lost in it, right? To a game that you wouldn't have cared about for, um, you know, in, in July. Uh, but all of a sudden you got the, you know, Houston Astros going into like 19 innings of scoreless baseball. And like, you're, you really get a transpire. I sat it's, through that entire game glued to the TV and I didn't give a shit who won. So I, I, love, I, yeah. I tuned into that game. Like the eighth <laughs> inning was like, okay, sweet. I'll just catch the end. And then it goes 18. <laughs> I'm like, I watched but I didn't every... move. It, it was very, it was gripping for sure. It, yeah. That's base postseason baseball just has a quality to it where you know a runner gets on base and it feels like a rally has started. Yeah, especially when it's especially when it's zero zero in the 15th, right? Yeah, and like someone gets a single, and you're like, oh my god, this is it. We're gonna do it. Like a you know, regular season. The other thing that happens in postseason baseball, the catchers drive me crazy. A guy will blink at a pitch and they're like, third base umpire, did he swing? And yeah. like every single pitch in regular season, they don't do that. In the postseason, they the catcher wants the and I'm like the the umpires are like, not close, safe. 
Why are you bothering? Yeah, yeah. You didn't really even do anything. Yeah. We get a quick comment from Curtis on his mustache that he's <laughs> apparently growing out. It's a little bit different look. I'm not familiar with. More of a oh, beard. Right? Uh, well, as as you well know, I had a kid. And, and kid equals mustache. Well, just <laughs> now I'm a dad, so I'm a dad. grooming is showering, eating. Oh, that's sleeping, okay. Okay, yeah, becomes, that I'm familiar with. I just yeah. unfortunately can't grow a mustache, but hey, it's looking good. I just I didn't know if there was a you know kind of a, a, a concerted effort to go for the Matt Rule kind of look or, or what you were. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> i think you just lean into it you know get that dad stash going like, hey. i i have ordered the uh white new balances and uh right you got, and, you got and the, a uh the... and and a c5 corvette they're they're on the there way. we go you don't forget the cargo <laughs> shorts gotta get the cargo shorts in the mix too is it that you need the pockets yeah yeah it is honestly yeah, pro tips from pro tip from somebody's race three three kids the pockets help that's why they have them so that's why baseball of- players, t- tennis players should have more pockets, right? Just keep, carry the balls in the pockets, you know? Yeah. Cut down on the serving time. They just need Why not a backpack. <laughs> Let's give them a backpack. MLB pitchers should have a backpack with extra baseballs in the bag. That way, cut down on the time from the umpire throwing back the ball. Hey, when, when they put that pitch clock on. So, but speaking of baseball and speaking of where our mind's at on sports, so we can keep this thing moving. What happens? If the Phillies and the Eagles run the table, greasing the city up white of Phil- poles it, in Philadelphia again, is the city of Philadelphia going to be standing? I mean, this is the birthplace of American democracy. They have it, they have survived wars. They've survived the War of eighteen twelve. They survived the Revolution, the Civil War. Could they handle the Eagles and the Phillies winning in the same year? I'm telling you, it's the it's the best. It's the best celebration story I've ever heard. When the Phillies won, uh, Eagles with, yeah, the or the Eagles won, right? And uh, yeah, they had to grease the light, grease poles, the light poles. Yeah, which I've been watching sports my entire life, and I learned that was a thing. And in Philly, you could tell they were like, ah, grease the light poles, like <laughs> like it was the most normal. And they reported it, and and everyone else was like, oh yeah, yeah, gotta gotta grease those light poles. <laughs> like, no, no one went, that... no one went. Wait, 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 time out, time out. Why are we greasing the light poles? And it's like, oh yeah, I mean, they won the Super Bowl, so they're gonna climb the light poles. It's like, yeah. y'all, that's that's normal here. And then remember the video of a guy like eating horse shit. Yeah. Like a cop's horse pooped, and a Phillies fan just picked it up and shoved it in his face. Ah! <laughs> Unstoppable. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. like man. So, will Philly, will the city of Philadelphia survive? There's a guy in the MLB clubhouse, you know, getting the walls, getting champagne ready, and covering it in plastic. And then at the same time, in the next room, there's a guy collecting the grease to shower up the poles. It's and, like in unison. And animal dung. At the yeah. same time, so we yeah. need animal dung. We need Crisco, two Philly <laughs> stat. It's the same city team that puts the salt on the roads when it ices. It's just part of the regiment. It's just <laughs> it's built into the city budget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Greece for championships. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to get down to a game six, game seven, and all of a sudden, all these guys are on call, right? And there's you know, 
there's there's Billy Billy Jameson is sitting at home. He's three Bud Lights deep, and his boss calls him and is like, "Hey, man, we need you to get the tractor out. You got it. You got the Crisco with you, right? Like, let's go lube them up. It looks like they're gonna win." I don't think they have tractors in Philadelphia, though. I gotta be honest, you know. Okay. Nah, probably. they're just. It's, What's the it's equivalent? Like, it's like a oh, the Philadelphia equivalent to a tractor is like a '96 uh, Azuzu Trooper, with like really <laughs> bad frame rust. <laughs> Why would that Very be the specific reference? <laughs> have you been to Philly? Everything's I'm, rusted there. Because it's <laughs> the oldest, most classic city in the country. Classic. No, it is, and that's what I'm saying. Like, can it withstand the best history of any city in the country? Yeah, could and could you imagine if by the time the Eagles were to win, if the Sixers are doing well? That's and, the thing that the Sixers also have a chance to be good this year. So, yeah. So, could you imagine? Like, the, I'm honestly concerned for Philadelphia being able to withstand this year of sports. This I like is way too much of, Philly talk, man. Let's get to the best. Yeah. Hey, I, I was <laughs> ready to get the best. Well, but you know, Tezra's point. I like uh, this concept of Philly has survived uh, world wars. <laughs> you know, all these things. But can they survive two championship two championships in one year? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Quick break to hear a word from today's sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Ollie's Ocean View Spectacular Rare Acular. The only place to view the ocean floor from the rarefied air of a shipwrecked boat. Spend your next weekend getaway at the bottom of the ocean. All of your friends will be envious of your adventures when you survive the perilous undertaking of living in a boat down at the bottom of the ocean. Ever want to see what a shark looks like up close? Well, no guarantees, but Ollie tells us that many sharks do attack people on his views. Spectacular, rareacular vistas. Get an up-close view of hammerheads, megalodons, tiger sharks, and more when you book your next cruise with Ollie's Ocean Views Spectacular Rareacular. All of your other rich friends are booking yachts in Greece or super cruisers off the coast of Italy. Boring. One up your friends by staying in the luxurious accommodations of centuries old, decrepit wood. How does it work? Ollie and his trained team of marine biologist scuba divers, they dive their way to the bottom of the ocean. They look for only the most elite and comfortable shipwreck disasters on the planet. Then they spend their valuable time restoring the boat to be livable and not completely terrible. As you can see, their standards could not be higher. At Ollie's Ocean View Spectacular Raracular, you get the chance of a lifetime to watch ocean fish swim along and make friends with other fish from the comfort of a restored wood shipwrecked boat. Not only will you be surrounded by former seamen who never made it back to surface, you'll also be wailed by their tales of adventure at sea. Don't miss this opportunity to spend your next vacation at the bottom of the ocean in a once in a lifetime ocean view opportunity. Ollie's Ocean View Spectacular Rare Acular, the only place where you can both get wet and die trying. Check them out today. Ollie's Ocean View Spectacular Rare Acular. Find your own one eyed Willie. Bring on the bets. These bets are so unnecessary. All right, these fellows want to do some college football. So we'll go ahead and get the college football bets out of the way at the beginning. A little appetizer for everybody. Kirsten, Ezra, Noah, they insist on this segment. I am a pro sports guy myself. So I like to watch college sports. I don't like to bet on them. Tell me what I should do. 
All right. Well, let's talk last week real quick. Okay. One, as a podcast overall, we were pretty solid. It looks like we went six and four on our best bets. You, Joe, hit a Hail Mary that honestly could have hit on the money line, not even the odds line. The are they for real parlay? I guess they the are. Are they for real I guess parlay? They are, they are real. all four fucking real, right? All of those teams right. came through. So I had a three part and the four part, all four of them hit that yeah. 12 to one. Loving that. Very nice. Right. Could it could have been could have been 64 to one if you just nutted <laughs> up and bet the money line? Hey. <laughs> I should, I should have done that. <laughs> but so speaking of college football, Kansas last week, we all knew it was a trap. We joked about it being a trap. We felt it was a total man. trap. God. It was a total trap. Okay, so let's let's jump into college then. Here's your next trap bet. Number 21, Cincinnati, at SMU. Almost the entirety of the SMU starting offense has entered the transfer portal. They are actively seeking to get out of SMU, and since he's coming in as a ranked team, trying to move up the ladder and only giving up three points. Taking Cincinnati, that's my college best bet for the week. Love this pick. SMU has not covered the spread yet this year. All right, um, so this is an official hijinks best bet? Yep, I think that's so. it, yeah. Hijinks right, best Cincy bet. minus three. Let's book it. Noah, Noah, what do you like about Penn State, sir? Hey, what's up? Uh, I would say, to be clear, I don't love college football. In fact, I've had to – pay more attention this year because I thought it was something that was just part of the show, but turns out I can now be honest and say that if Joe's a, a one on the caring, I'm like a three or four. So, you know, like two teams I care about. Okay. So Joe's a two yeah. on the scale of 10. I but, watch all the Texas football games and like none of the other games. <laughs> uh, that, that's one team. I think you, you counted two. And, I can and I'll Penn state every once in a while. Okay. Yeah. I have been watching more this year. And Penn State is uh, pretty good uh, in, in my definition. They're at home versus Minnesota, and they're only favored by four. I thought that line looked a little questionable to me. Minnesota's, I guess, okay. I don't know a ton about them, but um, yeah, that, that's what I'm going with with my uh, like four, I would say four to six college games I've seen. Hmm, all right. Good, right. Good, good, good to that's know. A solid endorsement there. <laughs> No, Penn right. State, I think Penn right, State, this, this goes back to rebound theory, right? Penn State is, has to bounce back after the Michigan game. I think they come out and destroy Minnesota at home and bring it back. So, Curtis, what's what's your college? I just had a kid. I've been stuck in a hospital room. Um, I just happened to have the misfortune of watching Colorado, the Buffaloes, play. That is the worst team I've seen play in college this year. They can't play defense. Their offense sucks. Their stadium is empty. They look sad and depressed. They have not covered a single spread all year. They are getting trounced by bigger and bigger margins every time they roll out there on Saturday. Give me Oregon State. Minus 23.5. Go ahead and buy the hook. You won't need to, but Oregon State's going to trounce Colorado. They are garbage. All right, so let's recap our college best bets here. Cincy minus three, is that the official college best bet for the show? We yeah, we love it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So that's the trap game. <laughs> that's the Yeah, uh, that's the trap game. It's a trap, okay. guys. Trap. Uh, Penn State minus four with a, a half-hearted Maybe. recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> From Noah, right? Am I, am I... No, it's, it's full-hearted. I'm just full disclosure. Yeah, it's, it's full-hearted. Maybe limited, limited background. 
knowledge yeah. that that I'm full hearted with. Oh, do I understand? Like he looked at a full slate of games and he came up with this one. Yeah, yeah. correct. I scrolled through Bovada and that's the one that I said. You know what? <laughs> if I'm going to burn five bucks, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> uh, and Curtis went Oregon State. Is this a best? Is this like a show best bet? You think or we? If we can I like Oregon point. State. It's it's it was my favorite. I, I liked a lot of teams. I like Michigan. I like Tulane. There were several picks out that I really enjoyed, but this is the one that I'm going with because Colorado is awful. They're they are bad. And if you've ever been to Corvallis, Oregon, um, you would know you why don't go into Corvallis, Oregon <laughs> and get them W's. <laughs> you don't even get within three touchdowns when you go. <laughs> no, yeah. The, the, all they have is a Greyhound bus station. I once took a Greyhound bus out of Corvallis. All right, anyway. Joe. Let's All move right, to so, the pros. All right, so good appetizer, everybody. Let's <laughs> get to the real deal here. Let's get to the main meal, the entree portion of the show, the best bets for the NFL. NFL bets have been crazy this year. 94 games so far. 73 of the games have been within one score in the first, first quarter. And 57 of the games, 61%, have been decided by one score or less. So very few blowouts, a lot of teams that are in it. It's not really that so many teams look great. I think it's a lot of teams look average bad and a few teams look really good. And then a few teams look stone cold terrible like the Panthers. Uh, but it's a it's a Thanks. tough slate this week, I think. There weren't, there's nothing like really eye-popping so obvious. We got the Bills on by, got the Eagles on by, probably the two best teams in the league right now. So it's an odd week. But Ezra, tell us what you got. So I got Indy, who's been heating up. I mean, they're looking pretty solid, right? And they're getting three at Tennessee. Give me that. Give me that one. Indy's games have all been really tight. Tennessee's games have all been really tight. If you know, if you're giving me the points, I'm taking Indy on this one. It's Taylor and Matt there. Ryan. So little stat Should on be. Matt Ryan. So Josh Allen was the highest scoring QB in fantasy sports last weekend at 35.36 points under our, our league scoring protocols. Matt Ryan was 35.16. So the corpse of Matt Ryan can apparently. He passed 58 times last week. Like they didn't have Jonathan Taylor. They're like, let's just throw the ball. I guess go crazy, go crazy with it. This is a week. Well, the podcast had Indy last week and uh, it hit for us. So. Yep. Riding Indy, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on that Colt. Let's go. All right, we're we're officially what, a Colts podcast. Here we go. Great. <laughs> That's fantastic got, news. Oh God, uh, what have we done? All right, Noah, give us yours. <laughs> um, I am taking Baltimore at home versus Cleveland. I was a believer in Cleveland earlier in the season. I didn't speak up when when you guys were hating on Cleveland, but I thought they might be solid. It turns out they're not. They're a bad football team. <laughs> so Baltimore at home, less than a touchdown. I'll take that. And then Baltimore is due for a big win. I, I, I'm i kind of with you. They're they're a really good team, and they, they, they don't it. seem to cover very often. Do we have any feelings about kind of them being a little shaky, Lamar being a little shaky late in games lately? I mean, he hasn't been bad necessarily. It's just there, there's there's been some – he hadn't looked like himself for four quarters. They should not be three and three just yeah. on, on the eye test alone. They're a much better team than that. So, yeah, I mean, losing to the Dolphins was bad. I mean, they were up like 21 points. Yeah, they were a big, yeah. that was, that was big. I mean, 
coming out and beating the Bengals, even though he looked shaky, they still stepped up. They barely lost to the Bills, right? They whooped the Patriots. They lost to the Giants in a, you know, I mean, you can chalk that one up to Brian Dable probably being the front runner for coach of the year. But they're still, right since he's three and three and Baltimore's three and three. So kind of yeah. tied at the top of that division. You know, it's going to yeah. be interesting to watch. Curtis, to your together. question, I think they don't have the running game this year other than Lamar. So, yeah, because J.K. Right. Dobbins has looked pretty They're not closing games ordinary. out. J.K. Dobbins okay. doesn't seem healthy to me. So Yeah, yeah, there's something going on there. That basically, they just don't have a plan right now. They, they're missing Gus Edwards. J.K. Dobbins isn't, isn't right. That's, that's why, yeah. So that's why they're not closing out games. Little, little, little side note on Baltimore, Pittsburgh is one game behind them. Hey, that's all you need to know to know that Baltimore <laughs> is not uh, achieving their potential. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. So I like this minus six. I, I like that one. I think they're due. Yeah, for less a than a touchdown at home. I I, I think it's yeah. strong, and and, I and think they, they need they need this game. They need this game, right? They need to come in and stomp somebody, get get their swag back, run in. The Browns are the perfect team to do it to, especially right now. All right, yeah. Noah, give us yours. Second one, and uh, I got to tell you, I'm on the other side of this one. Yeah, so Chicago plus nine at New England. The reason for this, Chicago is garbage, and I believe <laughs> the the line opened at six and a half or seven and a half, and that's what I, uh, in a pool I do, I, I took New England on that side of it. When I saw it's now plus nine, the, the over-under is 40 in this game. So I'm just backing into the math going how, you know, it's really hard to score around 40 points and beat someone by 10 points, right? Like that's pretty much saying, you know, Chicago is going to score 10 or less, which they usually do. So it's totally valid (laughs) that, uh, that no one would believe in Chicago, but that that's what caught my eye on this is I'm just trying to figure out the math of, of the over under and the spread. And they, they seem a little off to me. Not no, only I'm, would I'm I, on, I'm actually kind of with you on this one because Chicago has not allowed more than 29 points all year. I just don't think Chicago can score. If if you could catch like a plus two thousand on on New England shutting them out, I would take that that line. I, that, that's this is the fear, right? It's like ah, uh, <laughs> wait, I bet on Justin Fields against. Bill Belichick in New England, <laughs> like they're this is completely hopeless. They're like going to be lucky to get ten points uh, at all. So, it makes yeah. no sense. That's I, that's I, the, that's a concern, right? I just don't. Justin Fields, like that. Even when that offense works, it doesn't work. Like they got into the five three times last Thursday and came away with no points. It's almost no impossible. points. Yeah, it's 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 when you if you like. That's like if someone told you know, hey, this happened, they'll be like, we're going to write a movie about football, and this is going to happen. Like, oh, that's impossible. No one can get to the five, three times, <laughs> five yard line, like, three what? times. <laughs> yeah, they would uh, throw out the scripts. That's stupid. All right, so the unders in general are crushing this year: fifty-seven and 61 percent unders. Best start for unders since nineteen ninety-four. Unders went ten and four last week, but the public is starting to take notice. So yeah, I think we're going to start seeing shift a little bit. Uh, normal Thursday night football bet, 63% of people are on the over. Last week, 54% were on the over. So 
Mm-hmm. Seems like people are kind of catching up, starting to hear this stat a lot. I think I think that- we could still hammer the under. What's the under on? Uh, hold on, let me look up this week's Thursday under. I'm on six, it right here. So yeah, that's one of my best Cardinals. bets. So St. Cardinals under 44. And I'm in. Well, I'm just keeping. I'm just keep going. I think, especially on Thursday nights, yeah. Thursday night unders have been awesome. It's just a good bet. Give me Saints yeah. Cardinals under under 44. I, I hate that this is a Thursday night game because this might be my favorite bet of the week. Um, I don't see either one of these teams having a, a – both offenses look dreadful. Uh, both teams are bad. Uh, Thursday night curse, like it, I, I just see under all the way. And um, – Love it. Let's not, let us not forget the new Call of Duty drops Friday. Excellent. <laughs> So you're saying you're saying oh uh, Kyler Murray is going to be Kyler what? Murray might be a little distracted. He's going to be like nesting, waiting for it, or what's what's going on? He might is be anyone seen Kyler? Distracted. He's in line. In he's in line GameStop. at GameStop. Yeah, yeah he he's got to be out <laughs> of the stadium by 10 p.m. It's a prime time game. I got to run, guys. I got my line holders only paid up until 10:30. All right, so so strong contender here for one of our one of our group best bets. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, solid group best. Uh, all right, Curtis, you're up. Uh, Atlanta plus six at Cincinnati. It, hey, Philly isn't Stay the up. only undefeated team in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta is undefeated against the spread. Against the spread. Where, Where it counts, counts against the spread. Atlanta, we've been on them since week one. These trends shall continue. Atlanta plus six, give it to me all day into my veins. Let's go, dirty birds. The only thing yeah, I don't like about I this like is that. like they can't keep winning against the spread, right? It, it, I think only three teams have ever gone six and zero oh against the spread in the last like twenty years. This is amazing. It's such a we were we were on this from week one. Like, let's ride this. this what is good. Yeah. But Atlanta, well, I'm not getting no off the train. I am on the Atlanta train. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you say, Atlanta Ezra keeps sorry. getting no credit. They keep getting no credit at all. They you know, play they, it's good football, man. They're playing good defense. They don't yeah. turn the ball over. Mariota, they're not asking to do too much. He's just dinking and dunking, and it, and it's fit. running it's, for five, six yards here and there. It works. Yeah, it's, Honestly, it's what Chicago should be doing. Yes. It, it's Agreed. what Chicago should be doing, uh, and they're almost doing it, but they're doing it really bad. It's like both these teams are like low passes, a lot of runs, except Chicago sucking at it, and Atlanta's showing us that it can work. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm in. On, I'm in on this bet. Yeah, I'm in on. You give me Atlanta plus six. I mean, they're going to keep a game tight no matter what, right? Yeah. So, and, you and know, like plus six. Cincinnati's yeah. offensive line has gotten a little better, but it's still. I mean, really it's still bad. real <laughs> shaky. They are three and three. <laughs> All right, I'm probably up here. Uh, what do you guys think? I got some options. Let me think. All right. Uh, I want to go Lions plus seven at the Cowboys. Curtis, I want to get your take on this game. I Dallas is coming off the loss in Philly on Sunday Night Football. Detroit coming off the bye. I don't know. I feel like Detroit's going to keep it close. Dallas, I would take to win, but might be three or four point game. I don't think the Lions offense is talented enough uh, to go against that Cowboys defense. I would be on the other side of this. Uh, the I'll I'll just go ahead and say my next uh, best bet in pros is the over over forty nine, uh, Detroit at Dallas. Uh, so I would definitely go that route before I would start picking the Lions. Um, Dak Prescott, uh, I do hear people talk about rust, but if you recall when he broke his ankle, 
um, and didn't play and came back in his first game that offseason was at Tampa Bay against Tom Brady. He threw for 340 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The ball didn't touch the ground all day. He looked fantastic, one of his best games as a pro uh, after not playing for, you know, 11 months. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Dak's game is well-suited for this. He gets his buddy Michael Gallup back. Uh, you know, C.D. Lamb is uh, the number one receiver, but in Dak's eyes, uh, he loves his boy Michael. So, uh, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, but a uh, little, little fireworks, a little overaction. But um, I could see Dallas pulling away pretty easily in this one. You know, a nice uh, 10 to 13-point victory. All right, you talked me out of it. No longer a best bet. <laughs> no longer a best bet. Now to stay away. I'm going to go Chiefs minus 2.5 at San Francisco then. Chiefs off a loss on the road. I like San Francisco a lot, but they just seem banged up. They did not look good at all last weekend at Atlanta. The secondary, the defense seems – Starters everywhere are missing. I like the Chiefs being off a loss against Buffalo. So willing to lay the field goal. Give me Chiefs minus two and a half, even though it's at San Francisco. Yeah, and the Chiefs need this game. If they're gonna if they're gonna keep pace, if you look at their schedule coming up, you look at where they're at, they're they're gonna have to keep pace and they're gonna need this game. So, you know, I would trust Andy Reid on this one. I would trust the Chiefs on this one. And sorry, Arian. The Niners are going down. It's just. <laughs> All right, Ezra, give us your uh, <laughs> apologies, Darian. Give us your last one. Well, I'm, I'm going with the coaches got them fired up, right? New York Giants getting three points at Jacksonville. That's pretty right? salty. The, like, yeah. That's a, that's a no respect game. Clearly the Giants are good. Um, they're just playing you know, whatever team football, complete football, whatever you want to call it. Defense is working. The offense is moving the ball when they have to. They're not turning the ball over. They got a good kicking game and uh, they're just squeaking out win after win after win. And um, Jacksonville isn't, even though we, we were kind of all about Jacksonville early on. uh, It looks like the giants are the better team and them getting three points. This is a good pick. Get getting three points in Jacksonville. I think they're, I think they're going to shove it. Yeah. I mean, the giants are coming off of two pretty emotional big wins. They've got the, the momentum game going for them on top of it. You know, they're, they're in the mix. They got to stay pace with Philly. This is their chance to be the, you know, they're tied with Philly and wins coming out of this week game. You know, this is a, this is a big one. This is a big one. Jaguars are a disorienting team this year. They start out, they lose to the commanders, but then they shut out the Colts 24 yeah. zero and they beat the chargers on the road, 38 to 10. Everyone is like, Holy shit. The Jaguars are, are back. They're in, they're not really back. They're good for the first time in forever, you know, in the sense But then they lose the Eagles. All right. That's reasonable. But then they lose to the Texans at home. What <laughs> happened there? Yeah. Uh, and then they, you know, losing the Eagles is like, all right, sure, sure, sure. Losing. And then they lose to the Colts last week in just a funky game where they give up 34 points to Matt Ryan disorienting team, the Jaguars. So at home against the giants, you know, I think the other side of the argument would be that like, Jaguars like need this game if they're going to get back on track. Giants maybe don't, but that's just a narrative. Well, if you look at the NFC East, though, the Giants do, right? They have to win this game. If because if if not, they might they could be a game behind the Cowboys, two games behind Philly. You know, they're going to be behind the you know they're going to be behind the chains and behind the ball the rest of the season. They need this game. 
they go five and one right here. The the percentage of teams that make the playoffs at five and one is dramatically different from the percentage uh, of teams that make it it's, at four. And it's two. it's really just Arizona wrecking that curve for the last three years. <laughs> it's our year baby <laughs> it's like yeah. the uh i before e except after c that's arizona like five and yeah, one makes the except playoffs arizona. except Correct. arizona rose yeah. a genius yeah <laughs> but uh, they I, have a pretty they have a pretty soft schedule after this game this is one of those games that i think they have to get up for i think they will get up for i'm 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 all in on on them on this game. All right, so Ezra's bets, Indies plus three at Tennessee, Giants plus three at Jacksonville, yeah. Noah ahead, Baltimore minus six at home versus Cleveland, Chicago plus nine at New England, but I think we talked him out of that one, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Curtis, Atlanta plus six at Cincinnati, Detroit at Dallas over 49. I took Saints, Cardinals under 44, Chiefs minus two and a half at San Francisco. Down to the last bet here. What do you guys think? Seahawks at Chargers plus six, Jets plus one at the Broncos. Saints plus two and a half, Tampa Bay minus 11. Can I get you interested in any of these? T- talk me into one of these. It plays into my uh, my Hail Mary. So give me them Seahawks plus six at Chargers. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to, I was going to be there right there with you, man. Last night, the Chargers just did not look good. And, they and the Seahawks proved that they're for real by keeping in yeah. their game as five and a half point. And, and a mobile quarterback gives the Chargers problems. And it is going to give them problems. And the Seahawks can run the ball. You know, that's probably yeah. what they do. You know, well, actually, yeah. Geno's been pretty good. Geno's been better than Russell Wilson this year. All right. So, all right. So, Seahawks plus six. Seahawks that, plus six. Let's roll with that one. Pick. Let's do it. Jets at Broncos is an interesting one. And can Tampa Bay get off the schneid, basically? Their defense has been Man. good. So, I, the, yeah. one of these games, the offense is going to score 35. I don't know. I mean, Tom Brady's screaming at people on the sidelines. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of like this against Carolina as a get right game. And we've seen, you know, if the team is good, like the Bills destroyed Pittsburgh, you know, you can lay some points. The Rams. For for some reason, when I look at Tampa Bay at Carolina right now, I'm I'm seeing two outcomes. And one is they barely squeak by them and they're catching a lot of criticism for that or they actually lose somehow. And then we're all like, oh, my God, Tom Brady. It's over, you know. It's done. It's done. And then he, and then he reconciles with okay. he retires, reconciles with Giselle. You know. <laughs> Ezra is like gets the wrong star quarterback that retires before week 10. Oh, He's like, shit, I, I, I know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Aaron Rodgers retire? In on Rogers retire. Did that happened, Ezra. <laughs> Not yet. It will. I think you did call him losing to the Jets and retiring. He did lose to the Jets, but I didn't. I didn't see the retirement part. I called him losing to the Jets, but he hasn't retired yet. He's going to lose still time. this week, and then he's going to get hurt this week and give out. Let's go to Hail Marys. I'm going with the Party City Parlay: New Orleans plus two and a half at Arizona, Atlanta plus six versus the Bengals, Las Vegas minus seven versus Houston. The Party Cities: New Orleans, Atlanta, Las Vegas, all covered. I'm taking New Orleans. I just think New Orleans is better than Arizona. I mean, I know it's a Thursday and it's a short week, but I just think they're better. Arizona yeah, does not look good to me at all. Yeah. yeah, plus two and a half. I like the spreads on that. Hey, yeah, Ezra, get us a, a get yeah, us a, a better team. Get us a uh, odds on that real quick. Oh, that would be well. What you're taking a three? So you're talking about six to one, right? It's plus six hundred on that one. Yeah, plus six hundred on the three teamer. Okay. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Yeah. All right, Curtis. What's your hail mary? I had some good luck last weekend taking these little two teamers. I, I lost my my Hail Mary, but I ended up hitting a few with the, the Jets and Pittsburgh and uh, had some some nice luck uh, on these smaller 
Uh, only got to hit two of them, two on the money line. Uh, my favorite one this week, Seattle, uh, getting uh, plus 200 at the uh, Chargers and San Francisco plus 130 at home versus Kansas City. Combine those on a parlay, plus 600 bet. Uh, give it to me all day. So plus 600 on a two-teamer. I like I like these odds. I like Seattle to beat the Chargers, flip a coin there. And I think San Fran at home is is pretty salty against uh, Kansas City, who might be a little uh, butthurt about losing uh, to the Bills. So. Anytime you get the home dog, I think works. So the interesting strategy here, you can go three teams against the spread or two teams just money two. lines. Just two. Yeah, two yeah, yeah that's right. Six, to one, six to one either way. So what do yeah. you feel better about, picking three or picking two? People don't emotionally bet on the NFL. They emotionally bet on college, and that's my, my Hail Mary here, is all college – it's a little convoluted, so I'm going to run through it here real quick. UCLA at Oregon, over 70.5. Okay, Both teams average more than 40 points a game. They also average giving up more than 40 points a game. Done. Give me the over, 70. Old Miss at LSU. LSU is not the LSU that we thought it was and that people think it is. They're on a little bit of a downturn. Ole Miss is on the upswing. They also have this little hidden thing with Alabama losing. They could get in the question for the SEC East. So they're getting a point and a half at LSU. Give me them with there. And then this is the one, this is the my college game of the week that makes no sense to me. So out of the last 12 years, Oklahoma State has beaten UT outright, regardless of field, eight out of 12, eight out of 12 years. So they're, they're 666 winning percentage, eight uh, out of the last 12 years. I'm taking the, and it's, this game is in Stillwater. I'm taking the Oklahoma State money line, and the over is at down to 61. Opened up at 64 and a half, taking the over on this one. UT's defense is looking a little softer. Their offense isn't clicking quite right. Oklahoma State is a really good team. And I have no idea how this all pans out, but it's a 20 to 1 bet right there. Right, UCLA at Oregon over 70 and a half. Ole Miss at LSU plus one and a half. Oklahoma State money line versus UT and over 61. Plus 20. NBA season starting up. I, there's one thing I want to see, and it's the the Brooklyn Nets. So nice. I, I, I'm so fascinated by Brooklyn. Um, uh, really, the whole thing, the coach, right? You got Steve Nash, who's just like kind of a part time coach, or is he the coach? Or sometimes is Kyrie the coach? As Kyrie once said in an interview, that maybe Kevin Durant will be the coach this week, and then sometimes maybe Kyrie's maybe the a towel boy will be the coach as well. And then, so. then you have Kyrie and his madness. You have Kevin Durant who demanded a trade, and and they like a went, week, it was the and they're just like, yeah, that's cute. You're not going anywhere. You just signed a contract, and it hadn't even started yet. So, and he played he played his cards all wrong. He's coming back, and then you have Ben Simmons who is a what do we even say there? 
Like, is he a basketball player? He's in an enigma right now, honestly, because like, is he going to play? He says he's going to play, but until he suits up and walks onto that court, I do not believe he's going to play. Like I, I have to see it with my own eyes and it's fascinating. And I can't wait to watch uh, Brooklyn just implode like they did last year. So it's, I, I love it. I'm in on the NBA as crystal ball because it's just exciting. The start of the playoffs. I mean, the start of the regular season, everything's going out. You got some big matchups. Like how's Phoenix going to look? I think it's really interesting. Dallas made some changes, but just didn't necessarily go well. Uh, I don't know. You know, there's just a lot of interesting teams. Sixers got their got destroyed by the Celtics last week. So, <laughs> or or the Lakers, like how grabby? Uh, the, those, yeah, the Lakers are. Like, are what are we doing there? Record. Like, is Russell Westbrook doesn't want to be there, and they don't want him there either? But they're paying him forty three million dollars. Like, it's oh, well, they so. can't really just trade him because they, like teams want two first round picks to take on the contract. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's he's playing off the bench making more than 80 percent of their roster combined well and they well they say he's gonna go off the bench and then he actually starts last night so it's it's like uh he's not joining the team huddles uh, it's it's a very strange situation yeah. russell westbrook is quickly kind of sinking in public perception honestly man i this, he's a fan favorite i think people like he was hey, man, so great and fun you gotta to be watch. a little realistic here so john wall I, John Wall, two yeah, words. Yeah, that's Wall. gonna be fun, right? <laughs> we got we got super lean, mean yeah. John Wall back. We got lean Luca. We have lean Zion. Hey, Weight Watchers in the NBA. I love. I that. like best shape of my life, Luca and Zion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mavs twenty set plus Mavs twenty seven to one to win the title. Probably one of my I mean, favorite I'm, long shots. Not, they, they took a deep run. I think Luca got a taste. Yeah. I think he feels he feels a little bit like they could have pulled that one out. Yeah, maybe know? they can upgrade something yeah. midseason. They got one more move in them. They're going to miss Brunson, but I, I don't know. You, you have a player of Lucas caliber. He could just yeah. run the play. It kind of feels, yeah, it feels like that yeah. Bucks title, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It could. Yeah. 27 to one. So uh Cavs 33 to one. I don't think it's going to come together for them that quickly, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm as far as a long shot goes, it's hard to hit a long shot NBA championship. You can usually pick yeah. four or five teams and it's one of those that's going to win. Yeah. So the longest kind shot of for them all year. Yeah. The longest shot that's ever hit an NBA championship was 10 and a half to one. Well, that's was that. that the 11 Mavericks? <laughs> was yeah. That? yeah. Do you know who it was or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a 2011 Mavericks, 10, 10 and a half to one at opening day. Yeah, so, okay. All right. Give me the 27 to one Mavs then. <laughs> Let's see. Right, so if we, these we trends continue. The string, we connected another piece of the string on the giant map in your room. And that's our show. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being you. And until we speak again, stay James. Stay tuned next week when we discuss the, the best methods possible of lubing up a pole. The podcast that won't